Okay, hello, and welcome to the latest episode of Innovations in Education, eSchool News' podcast on the latest and greatest happenings in ed tech. I'm Kevin Hogan, and I'm glad you found us. On this episode, we dig into what is probably the most important issue facing education today. Yes, even more than the pandemic. It's uh, cybersecurity. eSchool is constantly posting great content to help educators protect students and their data, but these are a few highlights of their most recent content. First is a piece penned by Bob Turner. He's the Chief Information Security Officer for Education at Fortinet. The piece is entitled, What are the Next Steps to Defend K-12 Schools from Cyber Attacks? In it, he details practical steps that districts can take to keep cyber criminals at bay. He writes, it's a huge task for the nation's education leaders to provide accurate guidance and strategy for broad consumption. K-12 education leaders can get ahead by working on their local plans to, number one, examine their city or county district strategies and processes to address denial of service, including video conference disruptions. Number two, develop an exercise process to isolate, eradicate, and rebuild following the ransomware attack. And then number three, educate teachers and students while providing tools for addressing business email compromises and email scans including the use of mail filtering tools. So he goes on to talk about putting all this together in a pandemic as it was a great challenge, but obviously schools need to improve their cyber hygiene and security right now. You know, this is just an issue that is ongoing every week. You hear about districts that are getting nailed with these ransomware attacks. So he goes on with a number of steps here. Number one, make security awareness training a priority. Every teacher and staff member should know how to identify phishing emails and know not to click on suspicious links. That's a nice thought. I click on them myself. I don't know how we solve that one. But number two, regularly update and patch your critical systems. Number three, have web application firewalls in front of your learning management systems. Number four, develop and test comprehensive cybersecurity incident response plans. These are guides that outline the steps to manage incidents such as a ransomware attack. The plan should identify members of an incident response team and describe their roles and responsibilities. Number five, deploy network firewalls and practice network segmentation to separate internet-facing applications from back-office applications. And then finally, simple, automatic, secure remote access that verifies who and what is on the network and secures application access, no matter where students and teachers are located. This is essential to help enable secure learning from anywhere techniques. That story resonates with a recent conversation I had with Doug Levin. He's the National Director of K-12 Security Information Exchange, K-12-6, and Mike Treguboff, and he's the Director of Network Operations at Peoria Unified School District. And we talked about this very subject, sharing best practices on both the technical aspects, the software and the services, as well as the human aspects, the professional development and the community education that needs to take place in order to keep school district networks safe and sound. You can find this conversation on the webinar tab at eSchool, and it's called How to Make Data Safe and Network Sounds for Schools. Here's a snippet. There really are two sides of the coin, right, Doug, when you talk about the algorithms and the software and the hardcore technologies, the firewalls to protect the servers, and then there's human behavior. And as Mike mentioned, a phishing, I was 
going to ask, you know, of all the various threats, it seems that the human behaviors maybe are the one of the leading cause of maybe some of the most trouble. Does that resonate with what you see or? Well, yeah, I mean, certainly ultimately uh, all, all issues, even those that uh, are caused by technical issues are at root decisions made by people um, and actions being carried out by people. And it's, you know, it's important to, to know that there's somebody else sitting at a keyboard, you know, at the other end. And, and ultimately, you know, you're sitting in the school district and you're responsible for trying to protect it. Yeah, we think about it as three legs. I mean, there's the absolutely technical components. And this is the, you know, the primary role of the IT department and IT team. Broadly speaking, though, it is about culture, right? And so you do need to involve everyone who has a stake in the issue. All of your, you know, users, anybody who's got access to sensitive systems, and that includes students as well. So students shouldn't have access, that sort of access, same sort of access as staff and administrators. But nonetheless, schools have long battled with, frankly, tech-savvy board students, you know, really starting in middle school, if not like upper elementary now, uh, who when they get bored, they turn their attention to the school district network and tools. The third leg of that, and it is related to people though, is around policies, right? Because at the end of the day, and Mike mentioned this, it's about risk management, making risk management decisions. And, you know, IT can advise about that and they can implement uh, that. But ultimately, you know, you're going to need folks uh, in leadership roles, the superintendent or the school board to make the decision about what risk you're, you're willing to accept, what risk, you know, you are going to try to mitigate through controls, even if it does inconvenience some people, like maybe they have to take a second step to log in. But we're not willing to take this risk because we know that there are threat actors knocking on the door every day, right? We're getting those phishing emails. And, you know, sometimes maybe they're targeted. In other cases, it's uh, somebody spoofing the principal and saying, go buy me a gift card. I need it right away. I'll, I'll tell you just a personal anecdote. My daughter is a teacher, a new teacher this year. She texted me at one point saying, the head of her school said, you know, can I get me, you know, get a gift card? Is it okay if I ask if I can buy that on the school credit card and not my own? And I'm like, ah, stop, 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 <laughs> right? That is, you know, that exact scam happens all the time to school districts all over the country. Stop right where you are. So, you know, three legs, training the people, practices, the policy, and the technology. Finally, if you go to the Hero Awards tab at eschoolnews.com, you will find one of eSchool News' award winners talking about how they put cybersecurity to work. The title is called Heroes at Work, Brevard Public Schools Maintain Cybersecurity Awareness During Pandemic Learning. Barrett Pushchus, he's the Director of Information Technology for Brevard, described to me the harrowing tale uh, that happened to them in the fall of 2020. Have a listen. As we do start to talk about it, Give me your feedback from that time and what that uh, situation was like. Yeah, so, so as far as talking about it, you know, we can't, we, we don't succeed in isolation and we shouldn't fail in isolation. So we, this is kind of a tale of both. Uh, we were notified of the, of the event and we, we jumped on it and we kicked him out. We got him out before the ransom happened. But it really opened our eyes to just how vulnerable we are, how easy it was for them to get in. They didn't exploit some zero-day issue on one of our external servers. They didn't have any clever IP6 attacks or anything like that. They just sent an attachment to somebody in accounts receivable, accounts payable, and they opened it. Our antivirus blocked it. So she replied to the email and said, hey, it didn't work. You know, so he tried, uh, he tried the changeup, and the changeup got through. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, so they established persistence and they were in our system for uh, probably 45, 60 days before we knew anything. Just doing the recon, you know, all the stuff you read about today about the lead up to the attack where they try to spread their, you know, lateral movement and spreading their persistence and trying to get data that's, you know, worth selling. Thankfully, we we found out about it and got them out ahead of time. We weren't one of the stories where we were ransomed and, uh, you know, having to restore from backups or anything like that. Thank goodness. Yeah. We'll talk about your kind of path to get where you were that you're able to identify and actually engage them, right? I mean, there are a lot of districts that, that weren't that far along in terms of their recognition of the need for that sort of protection. Sure. So, um, you know, we we partner with, uh, you know, Microsoft and PDQ, and we we use a combination of uh, software and, and scripting and just people to try to keep an eye on things. But my core group uh, at the network level uh, is very small. It's a dozen people. And uh, as such, we all wear a lot of hats and uh, everyone, it's a very agile group. So I don't have one person that's in charge of servers and one person that's in charge of the firewall and one person isn't, you know, everyone does everything. So when it was time to act, we were able to get everybody moving pretty quickly. Um, And it was nice to have a dozen experts on the calls rather than just my firewall guy, my storage guy and so forth. Crazy stuff, right? Hopefully you can take some of these insights and use them in the protection of your own district. So that about wraps it up for this episode. Be sure to check back on eschoolnews.com for all the latest and greatest news and analysis for what's happening in the EdTech space. eSchool is always free and always trying to help innovative educators just like you. Until next time, I'm Kevin Hogan for eSchool News.